Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey Nochilprano. Hello, Andy. Morning. How's it going? It's going all right. I'm uh, I'm back from my mini trip to the lovely town of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You went just for what one Reds Pirates game? Yeah. Well rain affected everything so the forecast was supposed to rain all day yesterday and all night that the game was delayed so we had to change our plans and leave earlier tuesday to catch the tuesday night game got it because obviously i had to be back here you knew knew the game yesterday might be canceled yeah postponed so i was planning on going to that game who'd you go with cutter yeah so Easy drive. It, it, it's, it's the Vegas to LA vice versa drive. Under 300 miles, smooth four and a half. Pretty, pretty. Like once you hit West Virginia, you got the, the Appalachians, you know, the, the, the low mountains, the low hills, go through a lot of the, the rivers, the Ohio River mainly. Nice drive. I'll say Pittsburgh's a pretty city. Yeah. I thought it was pretty. Yeah. I mean, all the bridges, just like the way it's, the you know, geographically where it's placed, it's nice. Uh, really nice, like old feeling downtown. Sure. Um, definitely like it almost has like almost has like a really nice college town vibe. And obviously, you know, it is a co- like there's University of Pittsburgh there, but most big cities have a college in it. But it almost feels like that's a big part of the city. Yeah, I didn't see Pitt. I know Duquesne is downtown as well. So you, you have yeah. two colleges. But I thought I thought it was pretty. I liked it. Like you said, the bridges, the rivers meeting. That's a beautiful ballpark. Yeah. I've heard it's one of the best. It's it's really cool to cross the Roberto Clemente Bridge, right? To get to the ballpark. How the ballpark is open towards the river. It's a beautiful park. I was debating where I want to put it. It's not San Francisco. I'm really putting San Francisco. San Francisco is a good one. That might be San Francisco's top three for me. Now, I, was when we went to San Francisco, was that your first time in San Francisco? It was. Okay. I always feel like, and because I love the, the ballpark in San Francisco too, but I always feel like, man, those seats are so goddamn good. You come through that club area, you get to walk by the batting cage and all that. It's like, it, I, I always wonder how much of my, ranking is swayed by the fact that like it's the be- those are the best seats ever well and the best experience i have a similar comp we, we were second row behind the reds dugout okay so so, you- so my seats are the exact same basically location yeah. great at pnc which take a guess take a guess tuesday september pirates game what do you think second row behind reds dugout cost 88 dollars way off less 
Way less. Wow. They were, let me see. Pittsburgh. That's kind of sad for Pittsburgh. With it's, it's with Steelers ta- with, time. Yeah, with taxes. Well, they're they're not a good team. With taxes and fees, uh one thirteen fifty eight for two tickets. For two. Wow. They were like fifty before fees. That's crazy. Second row. And uh very dirty sports moment, which I know you'll enjoy. So Cutter orders the tickets, second row, seats two and three. And he says to me, dude, it's Pittsburgh. There's going to there's be no one in that first seat, so we're going to have the first three seats. There's this guy sitting in the first seat by himself. Reds fan who knew nothing about baseball. And it was one of those, he wasn't wearing any Reds gear. I didn't, I didn't learn until like fourth or fifth inning that he was rooting for the Reds. I don't know if he's from Pittsburgh, but he was clearly rooting for the Reds, knew nothing. Every player he'd look, because he picked up that I knew, and he'd be like, oh, who's this guy? Like, oh, that's Joey Votto. He's been in the league for 16 years. He's won an MVP. Like, he was that type of guy. So I'm thinking, are you, are you kidding me? And all that, like our whole row, no, no lie, was all empty. And this is even funnier. Then in, in the first inning, or maybe top of the second. Another guy. So so we moved to we moved so I didn't have to be right next to him. We moved one seat away. Again, it was all empty. Then another guy comes wearing a Brooklyn Dodgers hat and a Brooklyn Dodgers shirt. And he says the cutter, "Hey man, you got to move down. You're in my seat." And I'm not exaggerating. I counted. There's eight empty seats next to him. And he moves us back to where we are supposed to sit. So picture guy in the far empty row and four people in seats one through four yes and in seats one and seats four were two people going solo and i i had so many questions like what is happening here well my question is why didn't you guys move down to seats nine and ten well eventually the guy moved on cutter's left like probably by third inning and we did too but I also liked where we were sitting is where, as far as where the reds were sitting or, or cool. the players, the, the, the Brooklyn Dodgers, you were in a little cuck sandwich. Oh, and he did a move. I've never seen before. He ordered an entire cup. He comes back entire large cup of fries. And then he had a whole side in the drink holder stacked up of fries he's like Just do you guys fries. have uh I, I was i was looking online do you have the majid special like the majid <laughs> have the majid combo he's like sure this is a uh this is what we usually keep the baseballs in it's a bucket of fries uh now it's a full batting helmet of ranch sauce they had them all plain so he had a full bucket in a, a four cup drink holder and then a whole side which would be the middle part and he's just challenge, just challenge. And every time there was a foul tip where the catcher would catch it, he'd go. He was just trying to get the garlic off his hands. So I'm like, you know, I don't know. I know. I think you and I have talked about this. I think it's, it's, it's kind of a suspect move. The, the going to the ball game by yourself. I go, ball, I, I, I go to ballparks by myself regularly. Really? 
Yeah. I was in Oakland by myself. I've been to San Diego by myself twice. Um, where else have I gone by myself? I've gone to San Francisco by myself. First time I went to San Francisco, I was by myself. Now I'm not sit, I'm not doing the fucking sit in the one seat. Like a lot of times when I go by myself, I'll do the exact opposite. Well, I mean, sometimes I'll find like a, you know, if there's a ticket that's close and it's cheap because it's by itself, I'll be like, Oh, I'll take that. Or I'll do the buy whatever ticket doesn't matter because I'm by myself. So it doesn't matter if I walk around, move sections, blah, blah, blah. Especially I've gone by myself to at least three or four ballparks that I was at for the first time. And I was like, this is great because I'll just get a seat wherever. And then I can go just explore. I'll see what the views like from left field. I'll see what the views like from third base. I'll see what it's like behind the plate. And when you're one person, no one gives a shit. Sure. But again, like you said, you're not going to sit right next to clearly a couple of friends. Right. I mean, not in Pittsburgh in September when they're when the behind the plate tickets are $50. But like when I went to San Diego early this year, I was literally like the last guy in a row and the and the and my end of the row like was blocked. So it was like there was only one way in and I was the last guy in and I sat there packed in. Because, you know, it was a crowd of like the game was crowded. If yeah. my row was empty, I would have fucking moved. So they announced we were estimating during the game. The attendance, they announced 4, they announced it again. This is announced paid. They announced it at eight thousand eight hundred. I'm thinking actually there. Six to seven thousand. And I can't remember being in such an empty ballpark and. It was, it, it was eerie. I mean, you hear everything, and especially when you're that close and there's no noise from the crowd. We're picking up on everything being right next to the players. Those nets though. I, you hate to keep bringing it up, but man, I kept saying th this is such a great location. If we didn't have Dude, those the, I mean, these, those seats, you know, same thing, those seats we sat in, Yes, second row, same thing. San Francisco. I, I would say they got 70% worse by the addition of a net. Yeah. Like, like it's so much better. I am now to the point where I want to sit loge behind home plate. I get to look over the net and it's still a great seat. It's like I, my go-to was always down the baselines because you can get decent tickets close, you know, most ballparks you're like, Oh, I can sit fifth road, like, you know, at the end of the infield cut down the first baseline for 85 bucks or whatever, you know, but now when the, the nets there, especially when you're down the baseline, you look toward home plate. It's like, you're looking at the same angle as the net. It totally fucks you. Like I just cannot believe I cannot believe it that there are human beings on earth who are like, I'm totally in favor of this. Yeah. And, and I was watching. So we were in a, our section was basically Reds fans. were just buying the section. So it was mostly Reds fans. It was mostly Reds fans on, you know, purposely like us who wanted to be behind the Reds dugout. And then there was a section to our right, right past the dugout. A lot of people trying to get stuff signed. It's funny watching the fans. They have to go around where the two nets meet. There's like a crevice. And 
we were watching Nick Castellanos try to like fans would have to like move through the net, his Jersey or balls for him to sign. And I, I just thought it's difficult for him to sign autographs. This, this whole system is very inconvenient. I mean, like, I don't even, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it so many times. Sure. It's the equivalent of, of going to the beach and having them put up a wall between the sand and the water and being like, listen, you know, an unsupervised baby at any time could just go in the water and drown. An old person could just go in the water and drown. Like they could just, they could just go in and it's like, well, maybe we shouldn't like put a wall up. Maybe we should just keep it this way and uh, make people watch their babies. Sure. Well, overall, beautiful park. I, I probably would put it up with San Diego, maybe slightly ahead. There's not a bad seat. We walked around the whole stadium. There's not a bad seat. It's smaller. I think it's only 37,000, which food wise, get some food. I didn't get food there. Cause we had, uh, I crushed Pramani brothers beforehand. Cause I'd never had that obviously never yeah. being in Pittsburgh. So, uh, but food looked all right. Pramani brothers is at the stadium yeah. as well. It's one of the main spots that they have for food but yeah i, I mean it, it's right up there and that view of the city again and of the river it's it's a beautiful park and i couldn't recommend it enough like it's definitely top what's, 10 what's the scene around the ballpark was this did it seem fun bars it's pretty dead but again I mean, obviously I, no one's there yeah but again, i'm saying like did it look like there was oh if this was happening there was there was a few spots there's a mcfadden's I thought of city field there's a mcfadden's yeah. right outside the ballpark there's the a few that city field is now closed and become a COVID testing site. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. And I, mean, I don't think it'll reopen, which is sad. Yeah. It, it looked rip, all right. Ripped uh, Beverly. I, I don't know how to rate. I was telling cutter. I think what we need or lose, what I want to do now is I, I can't put the old stadiums. Like I can't put a Wrigley or a Fenway, which I've never been to, by the way, I don't want to put those in the same ranking of, the other ones because I, well, I don't I know mean, if it's I fair think, I, I mean i think i think that it is in, in my opinion it is fair because what you're doing is you're like it's all a balance right like i just said what's the food what's the atmosphere how's parking what's the vibe in the ballpark how's you know what's the view from the, the seats how are how are the uh you know like i always cut like those wall like whatever they're called you know, every, every ballpark calls them a different thing, like promenade, the walkways, the whatever, where you can like, it, you know, when you're getting your food, can you still see the game? Are there standing room areas? Like, how does it feel like nostalgia wise, blah, blah. Like, I just take it all into consideration. And I think Fenway and Wrigley are awesome in that regard of having like the historical value takes them up a level. And that that alone they jump certain ballparks for me quality wise and an overall experience but like that's why you know one thing i love dodger stadium but it's like older it doesn't have you know the sight lines from when you're getting a hot dog it doesn't feel like you know a brand new ballpark that's got all the bells and whistle but you know parking is shit but the but the ball ballpark view itself is great the vibe is great yeah, I'd probably rank Pittsburgh right behind San Francisco. So that was my 15th stadium. So I'm halfway through. I'd, I'd rank it 
slightly ahead of Petco. I'm going to put it ahead of Dodger Stadium. I'll put it ahead of Minute Maid for sure. I mean, I'd put it right up there. Tough game. Reds Reds were losing 6-0. Came back. Lost 6-5. to Reds have now lost seven straight series. They haven't done that since four years ago. Yeah. Seven epic, straight. Epic collapse. Epic. And, I, and, and, you know, I know this might sound cliche. I put that on the manager. I, I, when a team has epic collapses, I don't care the sport. I think that comes from the top down. And if you can't get your guys to play when it matters most against the team that you came into the series eight and one against all year long, and you can't win against a team that has 90 losses and you're going to lose another series, I put that on the manager. And it's yeah. tough. It's disappointing. I'll be honest. It's it's very disappointing. As a, as a Reds fan, there's no other words to put it. It's frustrating and it's disappointing. And you guys, you guys trail San St. Diego Louis. still. And now St. Louis is has that second wild card spot. Because San Diego keeps losing too. They won last yeah. night, but yeah. They're giving Dude, everybody. I mean, th- this is every Mets game I watch now. You know, the you know, Keith Hernandez uh, and and Darling, they'll just be like, well. Every other team's doing what we need them to do. Braves are losing. Phillies are losing. Padres are losing. Reds are losing. They'll be like, Mets have it up. Oh, oh, Mets blow it. Yeah. It, it's, it's, uh... which is especially painful right now because I was talking to you about it before the show, but I just devoured the 86 Mets once upon a time in Queens 30 for 30. For any of you, 30 for 30 documentary baseball fans out there, it's so good. It's so good. I mean, it's on to me, it's on last dance levels of, of documentary. Oh, wow. Good. And I think the reason that obviously I'm a Mets fan, but when you watch it uh, and I know you haven't watched yet, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell our fans who haven't dove in yet. It's like, there's a lot going on, on the bulls, you know, and Rodman's obviously a personality. Um, and Jordan has his like competitive thing. But when you go, when you go down the list, Pippen, Jordan, you know, Purdue, Wedding, like, like there's, there's not a whole lot of personality. Even on jo- even with Jordan, I would say outside of like Dennis Rodman on that second three P team. Once upon a time, a queen in Queens is essentially a baseball team where, 70% of the dudes are Dennis Rodman. Like, yeah, they're all fucking crazy, insane in their own way. Either, you know, fighting people, doing drugs, drinking their faces off. It's like, it's I mean, some characters for Dykstra, Backman, Hernandez. I mean, Carter was like the, the nice guy on the team. And Keith Hernandez says straight out of the gates, like his, his voice was like nails on a chalkboard to me. He's just such a fucking dork. Jesus freak dork. He's like, I, I didn't like the guy, but he, all he wanted to do is win. And that's fine with me. And you're like, geez, you can just like the captain of the team, the guy who, well, it's eighties. The cocaine use is so high yeah. within baseball. Season, Keith Hernandez has to like go to Pittsburgh to like, you know, do a, like be taught, like be on a grand jury investigation about cocaine use in baseball. Like it's wild. How long is it? It's four episodes of an hour. And you know, Kimmel, I'll, Kimmel and cousin Sal produce it. It's pretty good. 
I'll have to check that out for sure. Well, football's here, and, and, and we'll obviously get to that in a bit, dirt balls. But a quick reminder if you're going to play fantasy football, go hop on fanduel.com forward slash dirty because new fanduel fantasy players, uh, I'm sorry, start playing fantasy this football season and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit up to $500. So Lenny Dykstra, if you're listening, I know you like to gamble, right? That's one of his things, right? I think he's, yeah. I think Lenny Dykstra's thing is every vice ever. Yeah. Well, Lenny, if you're listening, hop on FanDuel because you can get, again, your first deposit up to $500. 20% on your first deposit with the $500. You can start new lineups every day. They offer so many different contests. I love the uh, the single game slate. Personally, I've been playing that one. You can play in private contests with your friends. So experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at fanduel.com forward slash dirty to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's fanduel.com forward slash dirty. Age and location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. Okay, before we jump into some other sports, we we have to discuss a sad passing of a legendary comic who was very involved with sports himself, Norm MacDonald. I mean, up there for me in terms of the all-timers, uh, somebody who's comedy, like, uh, you know, I, I, I tweeted it the other day. Somebody whose comedy is literally responsible for some of my best friends because just bonding like with people over, oh, loving Norm on Weekend Update, which is like my era as a kid. Um, that like he was on Weekend Update, you know, when I actually watched SNL. He was on Weekend Update in the years where it was like running on Comedy Central in, you know, like all, all day, every day. Uh, just his guesting on shit, his I, like I've said it before, all these clips that are going around. Um, Jimmy Fallon has done more television this year than Norm Macdonald probably did in his life. And we will never see a single clip of Jimmy Fallon from this season of fucking the tonight show five years from now. But in, in the 70 hours of television norm ever did you're going to see 60 of it like it was all fucking incredible it was all incredible he is like the most underrated comic of all time i'm actually super glad to see how many people are like sharing it uh norm always felt like a a guy you you bonded over people like you bonded over liking him because so many people were like no i don't get it and um, I think he definitely has made a leap in like the internet era where people are able to share things, but he was just, he's just, I mean, David Letterman called him like the best ever. And that, that's David Letterman. Well, yeah, there were definitely people who didn't get it. Obviously we always liked him. You really liked him. And I always really liked him too. I mean, I, I, I do think of my friendships and I think of my, my college buddies. We were on a text exchange 
and we were laughing about stuff with him. And I remember being in college when they did the roast of Bob Saget, correct? Yeah. And I'm watching it with my buddies. And when Norm purposely was doing hat corny jokes yeah. that were that were clean. And I remember watching it live and thinking, or when they aired it, laughing because you see the crowd doesn't get it. And that was part of Norm's charm of, I don't give a flying fuck, for lack of a better term, was his mindset, right? Like, he's going to go out there and do these jokes because it's funny to him. And that takes... It takes, I mean, I really think that takes courage to be honest. Like, I, I think the, the, the most, the thing that I took, you know, there are definitely people over the years who impersonate Norm's style, impersonate Norm's cadence, impersonate that. Like, Norm's comedy and my comedy are not that similar. Certainly not our delivery, certainly not or whatever. But the one thing that I, took from Norm immediately upon seeing him do stand up, seeing him host the ESPYs, seeing him host award shows is there like comedy is more fun and more truly funny. If you do a half hour or you do an hour and you make people laugh and then you bring them down and then you make people laugh. It's like the, the modern thing of just like pound, 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 pound you the whole time. It's not as funny to me. Yeah. I like getting a break and, and listening to what you're saying and then being brought up like the, you know, there's a million comics these days who, you know, you can give an example of that are just like, it's a, it's a machine gun fire. And Norm did Norm play jazz. And it, to me, it's so preferable and something I try so hard to be like, listen, I like that joke for me. And you know what? If it doesn't kill, I'm going to do it because it also like make them groan, make them chuckle, make them laugh, make them fucking applaud, like do all the things. Just getting yeah. like laughs the whole time. It's just like, it's not as interesting to me. Well, I, I just alluded to it. I, I think what was great about Norm is he did stuff that he enjoyed. And I think you can also say that about the common era as well. I think a lot of times, and we've all been guilty of it, right? Where you do jokes that you know the crowd's going to laugh at, but at times you're probably maybe over or you're sick of doing that routine. He consistently did stuff that he enjoyed, whether it was on SNL or his stand-up or guesting. He those, always took things too far. Oh my God, those appearances, especially on Conan. I mean, we all know the all-time one. Everybody showed the one with Courtney Thorne Smith. So good. Is just so funny. And I've watched so many times. And obviously, I Norm's biggest influence on me personally is no surprise. It's the OJ jokes. Yeah. And because I think they're so funny. And I've continued to do my but own. I you know, I did so, for a while. He's so layered, which is the jokes is the first level. And most of them are really funny, but the second level and the funniest part is, I mean, on a corporate level, they're begging him to stop. Yeah. And it just makes him double down. Sure. He's just going every week. I'm going to do more yeah. every week. I'm going to do more. And it gets to the point where you go, where the audience is going like, man, 
this guy fucking won't stop on the OJ jokes to then he takes the audience to a place like, oh, he is purposely never he is made a commitment to doing it. And then we all obviously all get the backstory after the fact that, you know, the head of NBC at the time demands he stop doing it. He refuses. He gets fired over that. Think about that. I'll say something right now, and I've made my opinion on this person clear over the years, and I don't care about, you know, somebody hearing something and it go, but like to this day, and it's, it's, do I love his comedy? No, but it's more so the fact that he slid in after Norm. I can't look at Colin Quinn to this day. I can't look at him. I can't listen to him. I hate him. And it's, I do. I hate him. And it's because it's a combination of, I'm not the biggest fan of his comedy. Okay. But also him coming in after Norm. I was like, I I, I felt like it was so, such a disgraceful replacement. It's the equivalent of being like, Jordan retired from, the Bulls, Andy Ruther will replace him at shooting guard. You're like, what? Well, How about getting another NBA player? <laughs> like, we, we don't agree there. I, I I've never had a problem with Colin Quinn. I I, I thought he was funny. You know, it wasn't my favorite. I, I didn't have a problem with him. I mean, you're you're tossing some serious vitriol. Yeah, I can't look at him for that reason. I'm like, Norma's there, and like. And then you got this guy stumbling, mumbling, bumbling through his jokes. I was like, I was, I, I, at the time, I was like, I'll never watch fucking Weekend Update again. Well, that's how much Norm meant to me. I would like to play his some of his OJ jokes. There's so many, and you can't play all of them. There's some great YouTube compilations. Literally, there's two parts called Norm McDonald constantly shitting on OJ Simpson. And they're just so funny. So I'd like to play some of them because obviously we are a, uh, a sports show and that's connected to OJ. And OJ now is turned into such a caricature of himself on Twitter. We, we got to play these. And like you said, for people who are not familiar, the executive, what was his name? Olmeyer, was that his yeah, last name? Don Olmeyer, yeah. Don Olmeyer was good friends with OJ, who at the time worked the sideline for NBC NFL. Obviously not at the time, but yeah, sure. Right but, before that. But my point is we don't have official verification of this, but he was basically fired from SNL because they said, yo man, back off on the OJ Simpson jokes and Norm doubled and tripled down, which is so respectful. He didn't give a shit. And let's, uh, let's, let's play some of these uh, Norm OJ Simpson weekend update shows. Thanks, I'm Norm MacDonald, and now the fake news. Well, it is finally official. Murder is legal in the state of California. <laughs> I mean, just, just that. Yeah. Like, that's funny. <laughs> Two hours after the verdict, L.A. police had their first solid lead in the hunt for the real killer. A new witness has come forward who saw three men fleeing the crime scene the night of the murders. Police have released this sketch and would like to hear from anyone who has seen okay, that, that's more these of a visual. three individuals. On Tuesday at 1.15, the moment the Simpson verdict was delivered, Court TV scored its highest ratings ever. An hour later, the channel went out of business. <laughs> 
okay, like that is a keen essential Norma Donald joke. Like I see you smiling and I'm the same way. It's so straightforward. It's so simple, but it's so funny. Norm had a thing. I, and he, there's one example of it. I forget what the joke is now, but Norm's thing was the best, the perfect joke is going to be the joke where the setup and the punchline are exactly the same. And it's like, what? And then yeah. he did a version of it. Um, I think it was, I think the version of it he did was the Lyle Lovett, Julia Roberts joke. Yes. It said, uh, yes. Lyle Lovett and Julia Roberts have gotten divorced. Uh, they say uh, the reason being that she was Julia Roberts and he was Lyle Lovett. It's like the closest. <laughs> it's like the closest he ever got. But he said like that was the perfect. The perfect joke was the joke where it's like so straightforward that the punchline and the setup, the setup and the punchline are exactly the same. Yeah. Well, that covers the main developments in the O.J. Simpson case this week. And after all, other important things are going on in the world. Now more O.J. Simpson. <laughs> when Simpson trial juror Gina Rodborough returned home this week, her little girls were delighted to have her back. And no wonder, she lets them get away with murder. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. It's so funny. I mean... Listen to the crowd. It's like you said, you yeah. hear the applause, you hear some groans like that's all part of his shtick. hundred percent. Get that great mixed reaction. Our top story tonight, following his shocking acquittal two weeks ago, OJ Simpson vowed never to rest until the real killers of Nicole Brown Simpson are brought to justice. And the manhunt continues. So that one, again, another visual. It's a, it's a picture of him golfing. Golfing, yeah. Yeah. After initially vowing never to rest until his wife's killers are brought to justice, O.J. Simpson this week changed his pledge slightly. He now vows to have sex with hot-looking models. Amazing. Meanwhile, this week, O.J. took girlfriend Paula Barbieri to see the erotic murder mystery Jade. Other moviegoers took the couple's presence in stride, though they did become uncomfortable when O.J. repeatedly shouted out, shouted out You call that a stabbing? <laughs> Simpson had been discussing marriage with girlfriend Paula Barbieri, but reportedly she has called the wedding off. Her fear was that if they married, she would be brutally murdered. <laughs> and then, and then someone would try to pin it on OJ. <laughs> the LA District Attorney's Office has given Marsha Clark and Christopher Garden, Christopher Darden, Bonuses of over $10,000 for, quote, lengthy hard time duty, unquote, in the O.J. Simpson case. A spokesman for the D.A. said that the prosecutor's bonuses would have been even higher, except for the fact that they let a killer go free. <laughs> 
I mean, I could do this all day. Yeah, the yeah. best. I mean, you guys get the point. It's yeah. uh, and just like you know, there's so many, uh, there's so many good. There's um, there's a YouTube channel I believe it's called I'm Not Norm or I Am Not Norm. That was already uh, like before all this. I'm sure others will pop up, but that was already the um, like Norm compilation channel. There's a norm, I think it's norm underscore talk on TikTok. That's just like a norm, uh, you know, compilation TikTok thing. Just like, just go on deep dive. I've been, uh, I've been subscribed to I am not norm for however many years. So good. His podcast was so good. I thought his Netflix show was amazing. Um, I'm just like everything that guy did was the best. And I, it took me forever to find it, but finally, and I put it on my Twitter and my Facebook, I finally found the cock version joke that I have referenced so many times over the years. And it's basically the basis of my Norm McDonald impression, but I finally found it. It's uh, so you can go on my Twitter. It's Norm on the Y2K episode of Dennis Miller, where he basically did like six versions of his show, but really quickly and he kept doing them throughout time. And his guest was always Norm. And every time Norm talked, he somehow got to talking about cock every time, every time it's, six things and it's so good well we have to play and i tweeted this out the the opening jokes of the uh of the espies which i think we've even played on the show before yeah so this is what is this 97 or 98 i believe it's 98 yeah 97 yeah. right after it's right after the second broncos super bowl right yeah, it's either 97 or 98 and i think you're right i believe we've played this but what makes it so great is you look at the ESPYs then versus now. Back then, it was fun. It was edgy. Anything went. These jokes are amazing. Now, it's, it's I couldn't tell you last time I watched the ESPYs. Yeah. So these are the opening 30 seconds of his monologue at the, again, he's either the 97 or 98 ESPYs. And there's Charles Woodson. How about that? Oh, what a season he had. Great, man. He, he became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> all bets are off, counsel. Just a word of advice. And Ken Groovy Jr.'s reaction is so great in that. Yeah. So, I mean, he's leading the SB monologue with an OJ murder joke. Classic norm. And there's yeah. more to that. I'm not going to play yeah. any more, but. Yeah. One of my other favorite parts is when he goes after Elway. Like, there he is. John Elway's here. Two time Super Bowl MVP or whatever. Two time Super Bowl champion. Now fix your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> let me. So let me, good. Let me see. Uh, let me see where that, if that's available. Hmm. I wonder if this is the same one. I just put in John Elway, Norm McDonald into YouTube. I bet this is the. Uh... And there's Charles Woodson. Yeah, that's, that's the same yeah. one. Yeah, there's, they, there's a there's a full version of his thing out there, and I'm I'm paraphrasing his joke, but it's some it's some tooth horse tooth. Yeah. By the way, that's 1998. That was the 98 yeah. SPs. Yeah, it was after Charles Woodson won the. Uh, 
Heisman in 97 the year before. But yeah, RIP to Norm. And, uh, you know, I guess he had cancer for nine years and didn't tell anybody. So he had cancer when I saw him and worked with him and uh, Aspen Comedy Fest, which is honestly still, I, I didn't get to hang out with him much. I wasn't on the bill with him or anything, but like still to this day, like the day I found out that I was doing that festival and that Norm was one of the headliners, I was like, oh, I've like done something in my life. And I, it's funny, I have a picture of it and I was going to tweet it. But then when I went into like Google photos, like the picture like corrupted or something like that, it's so wild. But Norm signed the guest book at the uh, Aspen um, Opera House whatever that, wherever the thing is, the Aspen, I forget the name of it. It's the Aspen opera house, whatever he signed. He signed the guest book. Um, we'll pay good money for, for guest book jokes, like, or need good guest book jokes. We'll pay money. Norm McDonald. And then he took up most of the page that there was like a sliver at the bottom. And I wrote at the bottom of the guest book page. I just wanted to sign the same page as Norm McDonald, Joe Prano. And, and then the other thing about that was so great. First of all, his set was amazing. He did this opening joke about having, having had a pork fucking rib or something earlier in the day and saying he had pork stuck in his teeth, but he had like bits about it. He had like, like either he was so good that he like got pork stuck in his teeth earlier that day and wrote like five minutes of like well-crafted pork jokes or this is a bit that he'd been doing for a while. Either way, the whole show, he would do jokes about all kinds of other things. And in between, he'd, he'd suck on his tooth. So I'm like, either way, this is bananas. Great either bit. he actually has pork stuck in his teeth, and he wrote five minutes of fucking pork jokes today that yeah. crushed. Or he's been doing this bit for a while, and, and he purposely, between jokes pretends to suck pork out of his seat. And then they give us a sweatshirt for that. And I put this on Twitter and Norm replied to it actually. And was like, thank you very much. Can't wait to meet you someday or can't wait to see your set or something like that. But I truly, this is another thing. Like it made an enemy for life for me. They gave us a sweatshirt and they, the top billing, the first name at the top was Trevor Noah, then Norm McDonald. And then all the rest of our names, and I fucking took a black Sharpie and like I, I made Trevor Noah unreadable. I was like, I, I like, first of all, this is offensive to me as a comedian, but also I will not wear a sweatshirt where Trevor Noah of all people has billing over Norm McDonald. I'm like, I'm offended. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it really is. It's disrespectful to put him above Norm McDonald. And I also, I don't know if you ever listened to these. I used to always enjoy, really enjoy him on Howard Stern. Yeah. I mean, as far as guesting goes, like he's the best guest on anything ever. Yeah. The murder, the, the Clinton murder on The View. Oh, my God. I thought it was a matter of public record. <laughs> They're like, we can't make those accusations. Dorm is like, I thought, it was, I thought we all knew that Bill Clinton was. And they're like, please stop saying that he murdered somebody. He's like, all right, how about look, maybe manslaughter. And I want to say something real quick. I, I said this because Cutter and I were discussing him when the news broke because, you know, we missed it and we were driving to Pittsburgh and then we saw it in the hotel room before the game. Because I think this needs to be said. And I, I'm assuming someone has said this, 
but I love seeing all the, the positive because it's important discussion to Norm, but I want to say something. I don't know if Norm exists today no. with, with, with cancel culture and, no. and, and the woke stuff. I, I just want to say that because he didn't care. So a lot of these people who are also positively discussing him, I think they need to be aware. Would Norm exist? I mean, it well, seems like you he, agree. It seems like you well, agree with I, me. I, I don't know if I agree they wouldn't exist. I think Norm was a such a brilliant comic mind. That yeah, he was even, transcendent. Even today, I mean, you go, you can go back to last year on him doing his show on Netflix and whatever. I think that he's he was so brilliant that he he's always going to push to the edge of whatever is acceptable and go just like a little bit over. So yeah, of course he can't do that SB's thing today, but he could do it then. He couldn't do saying cock every for every punchline on Dennis Miller today, but he could do it then. But he is still doing things today that pushed it. So I think he could exist. But I think what's, you know, where the whole thing always gets convoluted is like cancel culture, whatever, blah, 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 is like, yo, if you agree that that shit is funny. Then why is it like, oh, it's funny for the time? No, it's funny because it's funny. Yeah, exactly. So that, that's the thing. It's like, oh, you couldn't say that now. And, and that's like, all you that's could. All, that's what I'm saying. That's and that's basically what I'm trying to say is that you're right. If it was funny then, it's funny now. If we can appreciate Norm's jokes from 20 years ago, we got to be able to appreciate that same sort of material and content in 2021. And we should. So rest in peace to a legend and he'll live on forever. And thank God for YouTube and social media and the ability to watch his clips. And I advise everybody, if you have a few moments, go down that rabbit hole and start watching some things. Okay. Week two NFL is here. Starts tonight. Before we do that, I want to mow down a couple NFL side stories. One, I forgot to ask this last week. Are we... Yay or nay on the new uniform numbers? I like them. Okay. I don't, I mean, to me, they're, it's like for so long, it was very, very, very specific. And then, you know, receivers are in the eighties. Linebackers are in the fifties. You know, linemen are in the sixties. Like it was so specific that I liked that aspect of it. But as soon as we started going with like, Oh, running back, you know, receivers are, can be in the teens. Okay. Well now we're getting like a little bit looser than that. And it got to the point where, I don't know if you remember the story from like last year or the year before they did a thing where like, there's no great receivers that were eighties anymore. Like the best receivers in the league, like almost none of them were eighties. They're all the teens. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So that was a slippery slope. Then we got into like, oh, you know, ru- like who's the running back that was on? It was at Montgomery or whatever. So we're an 88 in the backfield. We've got, you know, uh, uh, you know, Corderell Patterson who's ranked 84, but never appears on the field as, as a receiver. It was like, uh, I think back in the day, like Mel Gray wore 12 and you're like, what the fuck is this? So it's like, once we get, once we got to the point where it's like, oh, we're making exceptions for what? Like, then like, cool. Let's do it. 
And I also have always liked the wearing number one being like, oh, that's a fucking stud number. Wearing number six, wearing, you know, being a linebacker with a single digit, man, you're a badass. Like, I kind of like that. So, like, I'm for it. It's like once we got once we opened up Pandora's box of being like, oh, Keyshawn Johnson demands to wear 19 and we're just going to let him then fucking then let everybody wear whatever they want. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it, it's more of the defense that's throwing me off. You know, you see some of the single digit guys up front wearing it. That's kind of throwing me off. Some of the and I like, but like Fournette, you know, is back to seven. Like but, uh, he was in college. Like, yeah, but it doesn't bother me. Yeah, it's it, it's a nice mix. And then I loved the Peyton Manning shitting on Tom Brady repeatedly during the broadcast about Tom crying about the guys with the numbers. And honestly, both Eli, Eli, obviously less so because Eli basically less so everything on that broadcast. And I think he he came off as like the way cooler brother, but um, both of them being like, it's not that hard, Tom, just yell six is the mic. Like what? Like, why are you making this a big fucking deal? Yeah, it's a pretty good broadcast. I thought it was amazing. It started out a little frantic. Um, They were trying to do too much in the opening segment. And, but I was also like, okay, let's see where it settles. You know what I mean? Maybe they have this bit they want to do or this thing they want to do. And I don't know if somebody was like then in their headsets being like, Hey, maybe we just watch the game or whatever. But also even the frantic things that they did, I think that the timing, they just didn't have the timing, right? They were like how we really want to talk about this. And I really wanted to hear them talk about it, but it was hard for them to do that and call the game. Yeah. And things take a minute. This is the first time they've done it. I know some people say they want to hear the crowd noise, which is fine. You can watch the regular broadcast if you want to hear that. I couldn't give a shit about the crowd noise. Yeah. Personally, I'd rather hear those guys discuss it, whether that's a joke. I thought Peyton started hot with that. I mean, that joke, you can tell a lot about the Raiders season by the first pass and incomplete. I love that. But my my favorite part of that whole thing is, again, the brotherness of the whole thing. Peyton goes, I think you can tell a lot about the first season. And then – they do it. And he, he totally like forget. And Eli's like, so you set us all up with like, so what does that tell you? He had like four, seven. Goes, so what does that tell you? And he's like, ah, oh, six and 11. First of all, yeah. that game was amazing. Yeah. It's wild. And then to have them calling the end of the game and their reaction, your boy Russ was there for fourth quarter and overtime. Like I just thought it was great. And that's the thing. The Mannings being able to get Ray Lewis, Charles Barkley, Travis Kelsey, Russell Wilson, like no one's showing up. Russell Wilson's not showing up to talk with Nance and Romo. You know what I mean? This is the Mannings. So it begs the question. Does something like this or will something like this revolutionize and change the way we view sports broadcasting and commentary for live games? I mean, I would say that we did it in the, you know, the prehistoric rabble days. And so, so, you know, uh, shout out to us for making this Manning broadcast pioneers, pioneers, a possibility. Um, But that's essentially what it is. Six years ago, we started doing that. It's essentially what it is, right? It's a lot. It's a rabble. Yeah. They're rabbling it. it. 
And think about through the years, you know, people being like, oh, fuck, I've got to like mute the game or like I've got to be behind because Joe and Andy are behind. But it's like I would rather watch the game on a five minute delay or without sound. With the, I feel like I learned so much from listening to them, like infinitely more, like more than I would learn watching a season of football with regular broadcasters. Yeah. And that's, that's the takeaway I would have as well. The, the knowledge you're gaining from watching these guys commentate, whether it is a joke or whether it's serious, they're giving you legit insight. And, you know, Peyton had that real funny backstory trying to get the ref's address because he wanted yeah. to apologize. Those sort of nuggets, that's basically a podcast that you're getting for free. A podcast story on a live broadcast. I mean, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning talking, and they focused pretty exclusively on offense. Sure. Then having Ray Rice there and breaking down. Ray, Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis, sorry. Ray Lewis there breaking down. But, but Ray Rice would have been funny too. Yeah, he would have been he would have knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. See what I did there? <laughs> Ray Lewis breaking down, you know, the the like how the Ravens would switch who was blitzing on the fly and all that. Like and then Peyton Manning knowing that and knowing to, how to attack it and him knowing like what not, it was like them explaining the chess match of the offense and the defense. It was like infinitely more exciting than any broadcast in the last ever. Well, that's the thing. It's people can say, oh, well, Romo does that, but but he doesn't do it with the the personality. Like he doesn't compare. Yeah. With the and obviously he can't. It's a to, to Romo's defense, it's it's a traditional pot or broadcast, but also he doesn't have the comedic chops or the sarcasm. Peyton Manning's like for the record. Well, first of all, Peyton and Eli are great together. They play so off great. each other. They play off each other so well. I mean, Peyton's like going, going, going. Eli, I mean, and it's perfect. Eli, and it's like it's it's a great example of like I can't believe. I mean, I understand that Cowboys fans and Eagles fans and Redskins fans and and Patriots fans hate Eli Manning. They may be Jets fans. You know what I mean? I understand them being like whatever, but like for so many years, like you would see this like sort of like i mean definitely i would say not maybe not hate but like dislike mocking of eli by like football fans ever he's the most likable dude of all time like he's sitting back he's picking his moments Peyton's going 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 eli's coming in with zingers the funny he's like he's bringing like funny like at one point um my favorite part of the whole broadcast broadcast is peyton manning Derek Carr drops back and the the line the uh running back comes up to pick up the blitz. And Peyton Manning's like, good job picking up the blitz. And Eli goes, not really. <laughs> like just just totally shits on the guy. But he's just like being honest, he's like, not really. Yeah. And he's sitting there picking his spots, cool, chill. Like when when Ray Lewis is on, Eli's just kind of like in the background, you know, self-deprecating on his zero passer rating. Like He's like, I don't know how anybody doesn't like Eli Manning. Well, I don't know how anybody doesn't like either of those guys, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, Peyton is like, a you know, I like Peyton Manning, too. But it, it's like to me, Peyton Manning, clearly the one who's trying to, like, 
show all his knowledge, be really funny, whatever. He's like kind of like aggressively forcing all of it on you. And Eli's just kind of sitting back and being like, yeah, and this and this. And how about this zinger? And you're like, these guys, they're the best. Well, Eli probably, I think just from watching that, he'd be a real fun guy. You might say in your head, hey, I'd rather go out and party with Peyton. But I could argue the other way just as strongly Yeah, that Eli is the calm, funny, like you said, dropping some zingers out with your boys, smoking a little weed, having a little bourbon. Like he's a fun dude. He doesn't have to be the attention getter. Yeah. But he's still awesome. Oh man, I, I I really wish they were doing all seventeen games. I do too. And if you didn't watch it, watch the next one. And honestly, I had I had a couple of interactions with people while it was going on, and I was like, "Are you watching this?" And they're like, "I put it on for a minute, but I had to." And I was like, "I really cannot believe anybody would rather watch the broadcast." It, yeah, it, it puts you in my suspect pile. You suspect. I'm not going to argue that it, it almost makes me think you can't understand what they're talking about. So you're like, I don't even, I can't comprehend. Like I, I'll just, I just rather watch whoever the, I don't know who calls it. Brian greasy. Who the fuck calls. It's uh greasy Steve Levy and uh, Lewis Riddick. I mean, especially no, in no the way. Fourth- it was Lewis Riddick. Was that a boxer or is it Lewis no. Riddick? No. Yeah. Okay. Riddick Bowe was a boxer. <laughs> yeah, what am I doing here? Lennox Lewis was a boxer. <laughs> he he was he Riddick the, Lewis was a heavyweight matchup at one point. He worked for the Giants, right? Lewis Riddick? Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Look, look, I, I I don't know why you wouldn't be in team Eli Payton watching that game. I, I just, I just like, if you want to laugh while also educating yourself and learning some things for purely entertainment, value, I watch sports for entertainment for entertainment value. That's why I'm saying this could revolutionize. I firmly believe that it could revolutionize it. And I was thinking about that while watching it. I bet those three, the main three for ESPN have to hate it. No yeah, one's talking. No one's what, talking what, about that. That's what Tug texted me, and I said, "Well, they're going to hate it tomorrow because <laughs> they're going to find out." No, I mean the numbers still because it's still one of those things. Like, and I didn't see know, the numbers. Eight hundred thousand people watched the Manning broadcast, but like, it's still one of those things, and we've made fun of them. We've made fun of our fans, millennial. And, and Gen Z fans before people not knowing their zip codes and people not knowing their fucking, you know, home phone numbers and shit like that. But like the, I tweeted about the amount of people are like sliding in my DMS, like, where do I watch this broadcast? I'm like, fucking Google it. Like, wait, what do you think I did? You think Eli Manning sent me a handwritten note, like tune into ESPN too. Like, fuck. Yeah. But that my point is, is like 800,000 is really good. When you consider the fact that some people just go like the Monday night football's on seven. Yeah. They go straight and people who go like, I don't know how to find it. Yeah, I agree. Plus I, again, we've said this, I, I think all those numbers are suspect to begin with. So yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I'll definitely be tuning into them every time they're on. Well, let's get to week two because it's here. And as always, all football season long, each week's each week's picks and the point spreads will be provided and presented by our friends at FanDuel. So if you want to play some wagers and look at the odds, go check out FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you want to, uh, you know, partake in some fantasy, obviously go to FanDuel.com forward slash dirty sports. Once again, to remind everybody, you get 20% on your first deposit. Excuse me. That is FanDuel.com forward slash dirty to get 20% on your first deposit up to $500. So that's a quick reminder, Dirtballs. Take advantage of this great offer now. Experience season-long wins without the season-long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com forward slash dirty to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com forward slash dirty. Age and restrictions apply. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. So again, we are on the FanDuel Sportsbook going over week two NFL picks for this uh, 2021 season. So I'm going to I'm going to make these picks with you in good faith and we'll save the save the discussion of, you know, the, the current scandal till till the end of the show. That's fine. You know, I'm just, I'm just, for me, it's, it's just assessing our analysis and, and I'll, I'll, I'll say my spiel at the end of the show as well. Um, everyone's very caught up on it. And uh, well, my, my, my point is in making a picks in good faith, you know, there's, there's for the most part, I would say through the years, for the most part, um, genuinely picking games, what I think is going to happen. Sure. And also, and I, and I think I do a decent job of this when I give a picks is like, I like to tell you guys as best I can. Like I will personally be wagering on this as opposed to like, I would pick this, but I don't really like, you know, but I'll, it's more of a stay away, but I'll go with this. Then there's the, the third level, which is like, I'm kind of back and forth maybe on this or don't care either way, or like, don't have a strong opinion. I'm going to pick against Andy. And that's obviously factoring into our, our annual contest. And that's why I said, I will, I will essentially make these picks the same way as I always do. And then we can discuss the, the scandal after the fact. Yeah. And, and for the record, I mostly basically pick, how I feel to occasionally I just want to go against you. Yeah. But th- that's how I feel. And, and that's how we'll start off with the giants at Washington. Now what does FanDuel have our spread out in this game? FanDuel has the giants three and a half point underdogs right now. Okay. Okay. I'm going to take my giants and I'm going to take them for two main reasons. One um, the Washington football team is just about the only team <laughs> that the Giants beat anymore. Uh, they've it's like the Washington football team is the only reason that the Giants fans have hope any given year. 
is because we get him twice a year and we seem to do a pretty good job, no matter how bad we are or how potentially good they are of, of beating them. So we seem to have their number as of late. And the other reason is um, I think even if the giants lose this game, they lose a close one. And I could see that happening. I could see them losing to this being uh, coming down to the final kick. This, this uh, line started um, four, four and a half, some places and has come down that that's usually when it comes down early in the week quickly, that's usually the, the big betters making big bets that move the lines. The public doesn't really move the lines um, just for gamblers out. You know, my fellow sports gamblers out there, watch the lines early in the week. Your bet, my bet, general people's bets do not move football lines. Not even if 90% of us do it. It's the, it's the, the sharks that come in, see the, see, uh, you know, a gap between what they project and what the line comes out as, and they pound that gap. And a lot of times they play both sides of it, but those guys move the lines. So coming down, I think I agree that uh, I'm not by any means saying the giants win this game. I think they have a chance to, but I think it's a, uh, it's close and it's coming down. So I'll, I'll take my giants. Well, there's a backup quarterback playing for the Redskins or excuse me, the Washington the- football club the artist wolves. formerly known as the washington redskins so you have washington congressman wolves the red congressman wolves yes. red wolf congressman that's it so you have Heineke, Heineke, whatever is pronounced he played really well in the playoff game and he played pretty well last week in relief he played decent last week and the washington defense is good man i think the washington defense is really good it's, it's that half point for me I think the Giants still lose. It's that half point. I'll take the Giants to cover because it's at three and a half. And All another right. general good betting rule is don't bet on an underdog within a few points unless you think they they can outright win the game, which I do think they can outright win the game. Yeah, I think they can too. I'm just I, I wouldn't bet on them winning the game. The Raiders coming off that huge win travel east to Pittsburgh. The Steelers are five and a half. Now, we all know the Raiders are the most hot and cold team ever. Like this, this reeks of a Las Vegas Raider complete meltdown, but maybe it's the optimism off such a big game. I think they give the Steelers a game, and I, that's too big for me. I'm going Raiders. There's a lot about this game, including what you just said, the Raiders. I mean, if we wake up on Monday and the Raiders have lost 30 to three, no one will be shocked. No one. And that makes me want to bet the Steelers. The West to East makes me want to bet the Steelers. Uh, The Steelers performance last week makes me want to bet the Steelers. But the Ravens, and the Steelers, it's a similar type of attack you defensive game plan, which the Raiders fit, you know, they they hung in there against that. They looked suspect at times, but they also had a ton of big plays. Um I, I'm gonna do it. It, it. I mean, it probably cost me eight games last year, but I'm gonna stick with what I believe, which is I despite w- the week one 
uh, showing by Pittsburgh against Buffalo. I think that this is going to be a down year for Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm going to also take the Raiders. Gonna stick with my gut. All right. Gruden, we trust. Okay, this next one's easy for me. Bengals travel to Chicago. This spread has dropped. You talk about the opening line versus now. FanDuel currently has the Bears as only a point and a half favorite at home. First home game of the year at Soldier Field against the Bengals. I say the Bears win and cover. I'm with you. Um, the Bears played well enough against the Rams. I think the Rams are really, really good. Um, I think the Bears against that Rams defense moved the ball well enough. They scored sure. enough points. Um, and also, I mean, talk about hot and cold. Talk about like riding consistency, something out of a fr- like nothing about the Bengals entire franchise history gives me confidence of picking them, which I did last week, two games in a row. So I'm going to also take the bears and Joe Burrow got sacked five times last week. I feel like that was lost in the mix. He got sacked and he got hit. He got lit up a bunch. And I still think this bears defense is much better than that Vikings defense. So good luck, Joe Burrow. I like you. I think you're a great talent, but I don't know if you're going to be standing up by the end of the year with this Bengals offensive line. So therefore, I will trust the former Bengal, the red rifle. Oh, man, the Ingedy Dalton revenge game. Here it is. The Texans travel to Cleveland. This is a big spread right here. Browns are 12 and a half. Wow. Wow, 12. 12 and a half on FanDuel. Yeah. It's too much for me. I know this could be a game that just reeks of a Browns blowout. They win by 17 to 21 points. But I just can't do 12 and a half to start the year until I see more. I just need to see more. Just one game is not enough for me. I got to take the Texans to cover this. Well, this is this is where we get into the situation. It's like, you know, I could I feel like I could go either way on this game. I feel like the fact that the Browns were up, I don't know if they were up 12, but they were up 10 or they were up whatever, 14. I don't know the exact number, but the fact that you can be up 12-ish on the Chiefs at any point makes me think that you can be up 12 on the Texans pretty easily. And unlike the Chiefs, I don't give the Texans a ton of chance to come back. I could see a backdoor Baker here where it's, it's late and we, you know, we get a, we get a late touchdown throw or a light long touchdown run that, that, that gets it. It's uh, a good poor name, by the way, over the, over the hump. Yeah. Backdoor Baker. Uh, huh? Backdoor Burrow was my back, the backdoor Burrow or last year, you know, he was for sure a poor name. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the Browns. And this is like, I was saying, something we're talking about because you went with the Texans. I'll go with the Browns. Cause I could go either way on this one. We, right. we'd have gotten three in a row. True. Picks. All right. The yeah. Rams travel to Indy where they're three and a half point favorites. Indy's coming off Indiana that tough. Loss. Yeah. No they, fucking doubt. It's, it's inside. Yeah. I agree to me. To me, this is not a question. I, I agree. I think the Rams were very, very good this year. And 
that defense is going to be all over Carson Wentz. And he look when he gets pressure on him, like a lot of QBs, he, he makes some bad decisions. And we talked about it last week and I'll, I'll say it again. Um, you know, the stupid conversation about how guys look when they're, when the pockets clean is essentially how guys shoot in the NBA when no one's covering them. Everybody can shoot in an open gym. Um, how guys handle themselves under pressure. I mean, this is the flaw with Carson Wentz. This is the flaw with Kirk Cousins. This is the flaw with certain other guys. It's like they're especially bad when pressured. They're they are they're borderline not starting quarterbacks in the NFL when they're pressured. The Philadelphia Eagles would argue Carson Wentz isn't. Uh, the Washington Redskins would argue Kirk Cousins isn't. They're they're like Carson Wentz is bad under pressure and yeah the rams will get to him yeah all right the bills travel to miami they're three and a half point favorites a lot of people are worried about the bills after that one you know week one loss at home i think they bounce back i think the bills win and cover this is tough that's a half point again I'm going to go with the Bills based on two very specific things because I think um, I think this could go either way, especially with that half point. I think the Bills do have a bounce back game, but you know Miami also an opportunity to show me something. But I two two angry Dolphins fans DMs. Are we like historically on this show? They've got to be top five in our delusional fan base teams, right? Well, there's been vocal Dolphins fans. That's what I'm saying. Vocal Dolphins fans that are like, bah. I mean, so what two, are they? What are they angry about? Two that we that we breeze through their game, and that I said neither the Dolphins nor the Patriots looked especially good. Both people with the same sentiment. Oh, they went into Foxborough and won. I was like, it's week one. It's week fucking one. Against a guy who's never started a game in his NFL Against career. a guy making his first NFL start. Yeah. It's what week we one. What are we talking and about? He almost lost. Yeah. You didn't win 40 to two. Because of a fumble, realistically. Yeah. yeah. How dare you? Two is going to prove you wrong. What did I say? I said, let's not anybody overreact to week one. That's what I said. And I said nothing that happened in the Dolphins or Patriots game gave me any sign that, you know, any like I, I got nothing from that game, especially you didn't get from that game that we're here for fucking real. I was like, I don't. So for you two guys, I wish I had your names. I should have written them down for you two guys. I will take the bills to cover. All right. Sticking in. The I'm AFC. assuming their names are Mr. And Mrs. Tagliavola. I think that's it. Yeah. Sticking within the same division, the Pats travel to New York. They're five and a half point favorites to the Jets. Rookie QB facing Bill Belichick for the first time. I'm going to take the Pats. 
Five and a half is a lot, I feel like, for that game. Division game. I'm going to take the Jets. Okay. For that reason. But I think, I I also, I think, I think Belichick, when there's blood in the water, you know what I mean? True. He he loves, he loves the Jets being down and he loves, he loves to just be like, fuck the Jets. Yeah. This next one, I know we're going to be on the same page. San Francisco travels to Philly. They're three and a half point favorites. I'm taking San Francisco. I'm taking San Francisco. I thought, what, what do you mean? I know we're going to be on the same page. I thought you just had the Philadelphia Eagles as your NFC East champions last episode. I didn't say that. I think, I think the Eagles win more games than the Giants. That was what you, that's what you downshifted to. But first you're like, I think the Eagles, man, I think the Eagles are going to be better than people think. I, well, yeah. That's not saying they're going to win the division. I, th- I think, I think the Eagles could be better than people think possibly. Yeah. I'm also, so now that we've got that covered, we'll both take the Niners. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a letdown after a big win. Saints travel to Carolina where they are three and a half point favorites. Am I going to start riding Jameis Winston? I am. I got to do it. He looked good. He turned the ball over. I think Sean Payton has a game plan. He knows he's got a great defense. Just game manage these guys. I'm going to take the Saints to win and cover at three and a half on FanDuel. I'm going to take the Saints to win and cover as well. I'm not riding Jameis Winston. I actually think this is the this is where this is where we're going to see like three and a half. You know, I think Vegas almost agrees. This is where we're going to see the Jameis factor. It's like, I mean, the Packers in week one, obviously a, a, a crazy disappointing showing for the Packers, right? But theoretically in this game, the Saints are clearly the better team. So you would think almost that strategy that, you know, was used against the Packers, which no one expected to see. But like Jameis should be able to literally game manage his way through a division game against the Panthers. The fact that it's only three and a half makes me go. I don't know if Vegas is riding Jameis, but I'm going to like you ride the Saints defense and hope Jameis doesn't blow it for us. Okay. Denver travels to Jacksonville. Broncos are five and a half point favorites. This is an interesting spread for me. I'm going to take the Broncos and I'm going to take the Broncos based on. Uh, how well Teddy Bridgewater looked last week against a Giants team that, you know, he just he just kept making big plays. Like, a lot of people were kind of down on the Giants defense after that game. I'm not down on the Giants defense that much. I think when you get people into thirds and fourth downs, yeah, you have to get off the field, but it's a way better sign for your defense. You start getting random stops here and there than, than what – you know, used to call the old uh, Canadian football drives where it's all first down, second down, first down, second down, first down, second down. He kept making big plays on those. Um, and in tough moments, in tough situation with guys covered and whatever. And I just think the Jaguars aren't that good. So I think it's, you know, a touchdown win for the Broncos if they just play clean football. Yeah, I agree. I think the Broncos win. I'm putting more of my trust in the Broncos defense against a rookie quarterback. 
who's going to make mistakes, toss a few picks. Yeah. Turn but the ball I also over. Think, I also think it'll just be like a pretty low scoring game. Yeah. So I'm going the Broncos as well. Okay. Our last one o'clock Eastern time game, the Vikings travel to Arizona where the Cardinals are only three and a half point favorites. Well, you know, we got Kirk cousins, the one o'clock hour. He's, he's fucking, you know, he's Dan Marino at one o'clock. Except for last week where he lost to the Bengals. Oh. Oh, he lost him in Cincinnati. My my apologies. Um, I got to look this up. Is this is this accurate that this is a one o'clock game that would be on the West Coast? That wouldn't make sense. That would not be a, a eleven a.m. game, right? I don't know. You tell me. I'm gonna look it up because I I don't know. That's that could play into the pick. It doesn't play. Let me just say, but while you're checking, it does not play into the pick for me. I, I'm gonna take Arizona. Going heavy on the favorites this week. I do like a 10 team favorite money line parlay. Doesn't matter for you. Yeah, that was incorrect. What I was looking at. So it is a four o'clock game. I'm also going to take Arizona. Four o'clock. I mean, Kirk Cousins, nothing at four o'clock. No. <laughs> yeah, I was reading it wrong. It is a four o'clock game. My, it's, it might be my favorite thing of the Kirk Cousins stands. The, 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 the people who are still hanging on. I'm, but do you know? About Kirk Cousins on fake grass when the temperature is over 75. It's a one o'clock game. The other team that he's playing has a bird as a mascot, and the capital city shares at least two letters with the state name itself. He's basically undefeated in those situations. And I'm like, yeah. And also, when he plays anybody that has this, like a better than average pass rush. He's the worst quarterback in history. He's one and nine in Monday Night Football history, Kirk Cousins. That's what Bear, that's what McCockner does, though. I'll say he he does those bullshit stats. That's all he does for Brady at this point. It's like, dude, you can cherry pick all the stats you want. Tom Brady's still the best. I cherry pick the one stat I need for Kirk Cousins, which is when he gets as far as Case Keenum did with the same team. Call me. All right, so we're both going to take the cards in that one. Atlanta travels to Tampa. Atlanta looked so bad last week. They looked so bad. And this is a big spread. How big? 12 and a half. Wow. Bucks are 12 and a half at home. I made a statement so many times in this show. I'm like... There's something about this Falcons team. It makes me want to do it again, Andy. But at some point, I have to get off this train. I am not picking the Falcons again until it's like an absolute fucking sure thing. No brainer. And yet I think they might cover, but I'm still taking Tampa Bay. I don't think they might cover too. I just can't do it. Isn't this, aren't they the Raiders? Aren't they the East Coast Raiders though? They are. The Raiders, when they win this game, or is anybody going to be fucking shocked? No. Or if it's a real close game to the end, no one will be shocked. I got to take the box. I got it. I might just ride the favorites. I might just go heavy favorite betting. Well, it seems like that's what we're doing. No, okay. I know, but I'm, I'm, I'm talking about financially. Gotcha. Especially well, since there's literally nothing on the line when we pick. 
guess not. I guess not. Shots fired. Cowboys travel to SoFi Stadium. Tuck Coker will be there to face the Chargers. Really? Did you talk to him? I haven't talked to him. I'm assuming he'll be there. <laughs> not using my tickets, though. Uh, three and a half point. Not on my watch. <laughs> not going to work here anymore. That's for sure. Three and a half point Chargers favorites. Um, I'm gonna take the Cowboys to cover. Wow, I was I I was really hoping you were gonna ride your season tickets. Um, it's a tough one for me. It's a real tough one. That it's again we get the, the Vegas has half pointed us. This well, week. and also that that state and keep in mind. I don't know. Is this Vegas or is Fanduel? I need to talk to the people at Fanduel. It's half point bumps. Keep in mind. That stadium, I, I, I'm going to project right now. I bet it's 70. I bet it's as, fi- as high as 75% Cowboys fans. By the way, b- before I make my pick, can we just, since you brought up the fans, can we just talk about how great was that? Like in on the Manning broadcast, I and maybe somebody who watched the regular broadcast uh, can, can tell me if I'm right or wrong. But I mean, six plays in the first quarter, they were like, this play was specifically because Raiders fans don't know to shut the fuck up. They're like, this is exactly what happened on this play. They are yeah. fucking totally unprepared that their their fans are drunk monsters and don't know to stop talking when the offense is on the field. And Eli was made great jokes about how Peyton had the Colts fans trained <laughs> to be quiet. Um, but like somebody who watched a regular broadcast, did they? I mean, I'm sure they mentioned it once, but like the Mannings were like this play and this play and this play. Yeah, that this was funny. Specific thing happened I, I because did. of them, because of the fans. It was classic Raiders fans. They just didn't know how to shut up. Yo fool. We turned down for yeah. never. I think, see, I think the chargers win this game, but, and I know Washington's defense is really good. I would have liked to see more scoring out of the Chargers. I think it's a high-scoring game. I think you come down to the last kick. I'm also taking the Cowboys. We don't have a ton of different picks this week. No, we don't. I'm going to take the Cowboys. And you know what? I like taking the Cowboys. Then I it's a win-win for me. If I get it wrong, I still win. All right. The Titans travel to Seattle. Seahawks are five and a half. It's a big spread for me. I'm taking the Titans to cover. Titans really looked bad last week. Um, they did they go to Arizona last week and then they went back to Tennessee. Now they're going back to Seattle. Last week was in Tennessee. In Tennessee, okay. I mean, they got smoked at home. Got smoked at home. I'm going to take Tennessee too. I'm not, you know. That's a lot of points. I think Tennessee's better than they looked. Dare I say, I think Seattle's not as good as they looked. Um, I, I think Seattle. I think Seattle can win this game. I think Seattle will win this game. I just don't think they're going to cover. Yeah. I yeah. I'm with you. I'm going to take Tennessee. Yeah, I think we only have two differences. Okay, Chiefs. Ravens, this is always a fun game with the two young quarterbacks. Chiefs travel to Baltimore for that 520, or I'm sorry, 425 game. Chiefs are three and a half point favorites on FanDuel. 
No brainer. I'm taking the Chiefs. Yeah, no brainer for me as well. This next spread is interesting. Sunday night football. NFC North division game. Lions at Packers. Packers. This shows after the Packers just got thumped. This shows how, how bad, bad the are. Packers are 11 and a half point favorites. Wow. In Green Bay? Yeah. What are you doing there? Me? I'm just waiting for you to make a pick. <laughs> this is Monday Night Football, by the way. I skipped yeah. one. We'll get back to that. 11 and a half points. What are you doing right there? I'm taking Packers, dude. Fuck. Kind of was just like, I was like, I was trying to be quiet to let you talk yourself into the Detroit Lions and the, and the, the, the size of the spread. I'm taking the Packers because it's Monday Night Football. I yeah. just think, I just think the ultimate Aaron Rodgers relax is come out in prime time, carve up the Lions. Oh, is everybody still fucking panicked? Cool. I'm going to put my hair in a man bun now. But this game is a big tell for me on the Packers season. I know it's the Lions. If they beat the shit out of them, I think everything's all right. If they don't, because mm, it's Matthew. It's not Matthew Stafford. I mean, it's, it's Jared Goff you're going against now. All right, so we have pretty much... That was like a poker game. I was like slow playing it. Maybe I should have gone heavy. Maybe I was, you go I'll be honest. I was, looking at, I was looking at the screen. I wasn't looking at you. So, all right. So th those are week two picks. Now, we, we now have... Did some, you say you missed a Sunday night football game? I, I was... Again, I keep looking at it wrong for some reason. Sunday night is Chiefs-Ravens. Got it. So, we'll, we'll get to the calls discussing uh, El Chain Gate. Before we do that, I want everybody to be drinking a nice, refreshingly cold Miller Light when they're watching games this weekend. Joe, is there a better beer to drink while you're watching no. college or NFL football? No, no, there's not. Andy, yesterday, I realized I was down to like eight Miller Lights. And I was like, I got a Giants Thursday night football game tomorrow. I better go. And honestly, I don't know. Maybe I didn't realize it. I don't know if I turned down my Miller Lite mini fridge or something, but I mean, God damn, is this beer cold? Gosh, dang, is this beer cold? I mean, this is. I am so excited right now that I have a Miller Lite mini fridge full of Miller Lite with Giants red dogs tonight. What a what? I mean, is there anything more American? Yeah, an old good old fashioned NFC East rivalry, the original division versus with the original light beer. Yeah, Miller Lite's been the light beer with great taste since 1975. So next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your friends, go to MillerLite.com forward slash Dirty Sports to find delivery options near you, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. I had to put on my Giants snow cap because I got so cold when I had this frigid golden pilsner. Yeah. 
I got a bu- I got a bunch of cold ones in my fridge up there. I'm, so I am excited right now. I can taste it. I can taste the excitement. Okay, you wanna you wanna get to some of these calls? We'll we'll start off. Yeah. With the, now, bef- before we get to the calls, I mean, the, the, are, are, are the, you... the, the calls are about El Changate. I'm starting I know. there. Okay, you are starting there. Yeah. Okay. Before you start there, I want to talk. I I want to uh, throw out because I, I know some people are going to have some ideas, but I want to get these two things have already been expressed. I got I got a direct message that I thought was a fantastic suggestion. Somebody said. Andy has basically become he who shall not be named in his welching on this bet. And he said, I think he should fully his punishment to should be to become fully he who shall not be named. And you should have to defecate in a sock, throw it in a McDonald's and do it all on Periscope. Not happening. Periscope doesn't exist, by the way, anymore. I think it still exists, right? No, I don't think it exists. It's like Twitter live video, isn't it? That's not happening. I mean, I think your transformation into he shall shall not be named. Somebody who's really your arch nemesis, I think is a fitting punishment. You should have to become he who you hate. I don't I don't hate him. He actually called me from Korea. He left a voicemail on my phone around Easter. It was actually a nice voicemail trying to extend the olive branch. For the record. Well, good for you. My Venmo is still at Joe Prano if he wants to not extend the olive branch, but just not be a war criminal. Well, I'm not pooping in a sock. I'm just going to put that out there. But we, okay. but we can we can we can hear some things out. We'll st- we'll start with a few of these calls. We'll start with just a disappointed dirt ball. Hey, Joe and Andy, it's Mickey D, your number one Blackhawk pilot. Dirtball again. I uh, just listened to Monday's episode. It's Wednesday. But, uh, Andy, reneging on a bet? Come on, man. What are you, shit-stalking, whatever that Bill Spin from back in the day's name was? That is just uncalled for and just disturbing, upsetting. You ruined my day, man. Condoms are for people who welch on bets, Andrew. Oh, disappointment, full name. He was, he just basically went full parent on you. I know the Andrew one's tough to hear. All right, let's get to Kyle Aronofsky. I knew he'd have something to say. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, you know, long time listener. So he, he, he's earned it. He gets, he gets his say. going on boys Kyle Arnofsky calling back once again from beautiful Tom's River New Jersey home of the 1998 Little League World Series champions um Andy going on that podcast and just not wearing the L change like yeah I didn't wear it didn't think of didn't want to wear it like you guys talked about it's the whole point so I think a fair punishment that would kind of loop in with um the pick'em bets is he gets a three-game penalty on this year's so you know if you guys are tied right now or whatever then Perino will now be up. I um, think that will certainly deter him from uh, from doing it again because we're not trying to rehabilitate him. We're just trying to punish him. Um, 
I'm still fucking sick to my stomach about that. It was so gross. That's like with me and Prano's bet, me just being like, nah, I didn't want the tattoo. I'm not going to drink that 80 ounces of coffee, whatever. Kyle's up for Ruther. Kyle and I had a, a good discussion recently. We had, we, we had to go to arbitration about our 10 win Jets bet. And uh, because now they've extended the schedule and, you know, Oh yeah. We had a very polite arbitration it was settled and uh, the, the terms of the bet have changed, but I, I am confident that should I win, he'll get Ryan Fitzpatrick wearing a wizard hat tattooed on his body and drink 80 ounces of Dunkin' Donuts coffee. And uh, you know, uh, if, if he wins, like I told him, he could be on this podcast. We've even made an adjustment to that. Now that we do it via zoom, I'll Venmo him what half the price of a ticket to Los Angeles will cost. And he will appear via zoom. So it's exciting. Um, that being said, you know, um, I, I've seen a couple of suggestions like this, and I will say I decline on my behalf, these type of suggestions for two reasons. One. So now I have some sort of head start toward another bet that you may or may not. Well, John also, how many of our Five years of doing this, have I won? I don't need a head start. You're gonna melt down in the end, like you always do. That's the only question even. is it's pretty even. The only question is when you melt down, will you welch on the bet or not? So, like this head start nonsense, I'm I'm declining with 100 percent certainty. Okay, fair enough. Because then I'll just get a head start, then I'll win. Maybe not even need the head start, and then you'll just be like, "Nah, I'm not going to Kings Island. Fuck it." Well. I, I briefly, again, I was out of town a couple of days. I briefly perused some things on Reddit. Well, here's the thing, you know, Andy, and, th- and honestly, you know, on this show, we make mountains out of molehills. We, you know, we, we create drama and, uh, you know, how seriously upset was I that you did? I mean, I was, Again, like I said, I was more disappointed than I was angry. But when I said at the end of the show, hey, get on it. I've never seen a Reddit explode like this. I mean, multiple posts titled L Chain Gate. People going in and so quickly needing to write an L Chain Gate post that they start a new one with the same title as a post that is literally right there already. They're so angry. I'm almost more... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm now taking this more seriously because of how serious the dirt balls are taking it. Well, you know, for the record, this, the dirt balls, they're taking it a little too personally for me, to be honest, like this isn't an affront on them. This is more between you and I, I would well, say. I, I, I think I agree with them that we, you know, this is a big part of the show, but I'm also, we- I'm also seeing false. Like I briefly peruse things and I also see false narratives that I, I just want to say, I just aren't true. Like, like the other bets I did, the, there was no, for the hundredth time, there was no MAGA bet. That was over you selling a certain amount of comedy specials, which didn't happen. So that's just a false narrative. Okay. How about the, the hot dog in your butt? The Sam Tripoli for saying, Hey, I want to shove a hot dog in your ass when I'm on a Trader Joe's because we both agree the Kobe Bryant thing wouldn't be smart to do considering he died in a plane crash. And now I don't live 
in LA and he wants you to shove a hot dog on my butt. What are we talking about here? Like, like, let's be honest. I took the fucking SAT. What are we talking about here? The, the, the triple E thing was ridiculous. Can we both agree? Well, I mean, the, the original bet was pretty ridiculous. Although certain, like, I mean, I said out of the gate, I'm like, Hey, because Sam immediately came to me and I said, Hey, why are, what is it? First of all, what does this have to do with me? But I, I said for me, I do not approve of doing some sort of after Kobe's dead mocking of Kobe. And I said to you guys both, I said, you guys got to settle it on your own. Sure. What the other plan is. So, so again, I'm literally in a Trader Joe's in Los Angeles on the phone. And Sam's like, oh, you shove a hot dog up your, well, Prano shove, whatever he was saying. And I'm like, yeah, sure. Whatever, Sam. Like, like, whatever, Sam. Like, I don't, I don't really care about that to me. Like, but the, the, the false narrative and like, and also I'll just be straight up with you. I stopped reading the comments when I read somebody saying, I don't care about the show. Like that's egregious. Like, do I've been doing this for seven and a half years? Like, like that, that's egregious. I think hurt people hurt people, Andy. You know, I think you, I think you hurt some people and they acted they, they said things that maybe were not true because they feel like you hurt them. Well, I'm sorry if I hurt, hurt anyone. Hurt people, hurt people. But again, I, I, would, I would say, I'm sorry if I hurt anyone. I would say the truth is for anybody to be the mask, it, it, would, it should be you. Anybody what? The person who should be the mask should be you. That's what I was trying to say. It's between you and I. Yeah. But again, you know, we can make this bet off the show, but we make it on the show and we make people through. We strategize it. We have people that, you know, keep track. We've got people. We have people who are invested. And the reason we make the bets is for the shame to the loser. I got to say another suggestion I saw on Reddit, you taking a gender studies course at a community college and having to get a certain level of grade or you have to take another class was a pretty good one, too. Okay. I'm I am way more open to that than pooping in a sock and throwing it in a McDonald's. Okay, good to know. In fact, my oldest brother, Elliot, who doesn't get much too much love on the show, he's not a big sports guy. He works at Cincinnati State Community College. Great. So I have an in. Ask him to bring. Ask him to bring home a pamphlet of. Uh, ask them to bring home whatever whatever they call that fucking list of classes. So we can start there as far as start there. Okay. I like it. Getting the I, ball rolling. As far as I am willing to. But now it, you know, it, it, sh- it should be said since the LJ bet like- was from 2019. I don't want you graduating with the Cincinnati community college class of 2035. What's a class, Joe? I know. It's a Cincinnati doing, State community. doing jokes here. Right? Okay. Okay. What would it be? A C? I think that's fair. Oh, first of all, it's funny that you should say that because somebody said an A, and I was no. like, that's ridiculous. That's arbitrary too. A C, I think I think I think a B is the correct answer. You need to just get a straight B, which in community college, let's be honest, is a C. A B is a C. An I don't a know. is a B. I don't think anybody's graduating community college magna cum laude. 
What were some other ones that you saw? Those were the ones that jumped out to me. I did like the gender studies community college course. Do we have another call about it or were those the two calls? Those are the two main calls about it. Okay. Well, we can, you guys can dive into the Reddit. You can dive into the Reddit. I know you said you won't. Well, I I just, dude, I I don't want to see, like, I'll be honest, man. Like I got two. like, I don't want to read negative shit. Like the gender, like that's funny. But like when people come at me personally, like there's a reason I've been off social media. Like I just don't want to read like personal attack, like someone judging me and how I treat the show and like, I don't want to get that juju around me. That's the truth. And I'm like, okay, cool, dude. You, you think this, I disagree and everything would say that. So, but like, I'm also not going to get worked up about it. Hence I'm saying it on air. So you can tell me like, okay. Oh, this is a good idea. Well guys, I'm monitoring the Reddit. You know, the gender studies one, good, good thing. And it was, you got to get a B or you got to take yet another class until you get a B. Well, it was, it was until you get an A, but I'm going to go with B. Um, so keep, I guess, stay on the Reddit guys. And also you guys, you know, I actually, I, the dirty sports Reddit is the only time I've ever, I've, I've learned a lot about Reddit from being on the dirty sports Reddit. I'm not big Reddit user. Um, but all, you could put a lot of a dirty sports, you know, th- podcasts, thoughts, opinions, sharings, you know, all that stuff on Reddit. We also obviously still enjoy thoroughly when you share like your pictures of you out Miller lighting on Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. But the Reddit, our Reddit forum has turned into an interesting place. Andy doesn't like it. It's fine. Since I didn't like, I just, I don't like negativity. I'll be honest. Like I'm, I, I, I don't think I do that anymore as much. And, and I just, I don't want to, I think there's so much negativity. I love sports. I love talking about sports. I just like, I hate going on social media and just, it's just the same crap. And I'm like, I'm like burnout, man. I'm like, I am. I'm just like all the shit I've been through and dealt with. And I'm like, you know, I, I, I just like, like I'm not changing anyone's opinion. It, it doesn't mean that you people can't have opinions, but again, like personal affronted attacks. I'm just like, I like, I'm dude. I watched my fucking parents die. Like in real time, like you're going to come at me with that. I, I'm, I'm just going to put that to the side. Cause I don't, yeah, want, but you know, you got listen, everything, everything. I don't want to deal with that. I think, I think sometimes you see stuff like that. It's like, Stick around. Ten people jumped in and were like, that's bullshit. Andy does care about the show. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Like one person coming at you. I mean, you know. But that's kind of my point. Like you see, you see my point was like, I don't want to stick around because I I just like, like you again, Joe, you and I have been doing this for seven and a half years. Like you guys can come at me for all you want for welching on a bet. And I'm here for that. And I'm here for the gender studies. I'm here. I did see one that said I should suck a guy off or something. Like I was laughing at that. (laughs) Wearing a Russell Wilson jersey or something. Like I saw some wild, like that's funny. But like, I don't know. I think your punishment should be cock. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think the guy should have to say he's Mr. Unlimited. Cock. (laughs) 
I think we're getting somewhere. I'm literally pulling it up right now. Cincinnati State Community College. And I put in gender studies. I'm seeing what they offer. They're going to have stuff like that. Oh, my God. Three credits, the sociology of gender. A course on concepts and theories of gender. Topics include development of sex roles, how sex roles affect individuals and social institutions and changing role patterns in the United States and elsewhere. I just love the idea of you going to the class, thinking that you're just got to get a B to get it over with. And suddenly Cincinnati State Community College is on fire because you and somebody who identifies as a they are in a heated screaming argument across the gender studies class. No, I, I, I wouldn't go in with that. I really wouldn't, especially with with, a, with that being the main community college. My brother works there. No, no way. I would never do that. Like, like I, I am more at this point, like fascinated where people say things. And I'm like, that's interesting. I don't have to agree with you. Definitely. It's, it's, it's a white they with purple hair or blue hair. Have you noticed that? Yeah. I mean, I, there was a time where I identified as a white day with purple hair, but that's because I don't welch on my bets. Okay. Oh, well played. Around. Well played. Touche. Well played. Well played. But again, like let's, let's, let's just give bet ideas. I'm sorry if I heard any dirt balls. That, that's a sincere apology. I don't want to hurt you guys. I was shocked. Because I felt like they were way more hurt than you. You were pretty, pretty chill about it. But now it seems like you're not because you're like, look, you, you hurt, you hurt your kids. Well, I did. Listen, this is what I, I kind of knew that this would be the thing. I told you I wasn't as mad as much as I was disappointed. I really shook my head more than being like, huh? I shook my head. I was like, wow. You just, I tagged him in this and he just said, yeah. I did. I didn't wear the other time. I was, I just shook my head as like a really like, I was like more stunned disappointment than anything. Did you want but me that, to like, just deny it or what did you want? No, I, I almost thought you would like scramble for an excuse. You but know I what I mean? I didn't make one. Right. I know. And that's like, it's almost worse, you know? Um, and, and then the, that's the reason I said, go to the Reddit because I knew there'd be other people out there. They were more angry about it than I was. I had the disappointment. I knew there was going to be anger. But when I opened the Reddit, I didn't know how many, how much I would see. And now I think we just have to take, you know, we have to have ears open to our fan base and, uh, you know, make things right for everybody. Like, oh, let me just read it. We won't do any more calls today. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. You guys can weigh in. I'll, I will read the, the one that made me laugh. Titled L Chain Deep Dive. What Ruther has done is truly despicable. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing we really have in this crazy, miserable world is football and our word. And the display of debauchery and cowardice, I have lost my respect for Denti. It's not right, man. See, this is funny. It's making me laugh. Kings Island can redeem himself. I propose this. It's the only way. Ruther has to find a single homosexual man and give him oral while this individual wears a Russell Wilson jersey for three minutes. Doesn't have to be to completion. 
That's a nice, that's a nice, that's nice of him. But it could be, that's part of the suspense. Mr. Unlimited. I'm not gay, but if we can't find anyone, I'll wear the jersey and take the blowy because I believe in principle of never welching on a bet. Again, I'm not gay. <laughs> he doth protest too much. One last thing before you think this is too harsh of a punishment. I'm not a conspiracy guy, but isn't it kind of weird that Ruther wrecks havoc on 9-11 anniversary question mark? Trying to sabotage him and his co-host trust on the anniversary he sabotages the, the tower's metal beams. Just look into it. Justice for dirty sports, justice for American football. That's funny. Two two times book ending. It can be my take. You suck. I'm not gay, <laughs> but I'll take your blowjob. But I'm not gay. And nor should you have to be. I I understand what he's saying. We're and all on. It's all a spectrum. It is. A, we're all on a spectrum. He's like, I'm not gay. I'm just trying to do right by the Dirty Sports Podcast. I I appreciate that. So yeah, like Joe said, you can. You can you can chime in on the Dirty Sports Reddit. You can call in at 310-359-8365. And even though I don't do anything for the show, you can leave a podcast review because I will send you koozies on my dollar to your address. Just leave a iTunes podcast review with the Twitter Instagram handle. If you uh, don't feel comfortable sending your complaints and or suggestions to Andy Ruther electronically, you can come deliver them to me in person at any one of my shows. There you I'll go. be in Escondido this weekend at the Grand Comedy Club. I'll be at L the Night Lizard Brewing Co. I think that's it. Uh, in Santa Barbara this weekend on Saturday. And of course, uh, I will be headlining the brand new and gorgeous comedy house, New Orleans, October 1st and 2nd, followed by Giants versus Jameis in the Caesars Superdome. So if you're anywhere in the dirty South down there in the bayou, come out and see me in New Orleans. It's going to be a fun, fun weekend of shows and eating and drinking and football. And uh, I hope you'll hope you'll join me and follow me on all social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter or I'm Fix Your Life and drink Miller Lite and send me pictures and go Giants. All right. That is the show. I will be curious where this goes since I'm apparently a, a welcher, even though I've basically completed every bet that I've lost to you, correct? Minus, uh, minus this one. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, it sounds right. I don't know if there was others that I'm forgetting. Somebody put together a, a full list, but I don't remember. Yeah, what. it was it was Mata, and he was just wrong. I'm just saying, like he was just you're just flat out wrong. Again, he like putting things that were not ever in our what's it called pick them bet. You're just wrong, dude. Like I appreciate all the work you do for the show, but you're just not right here. And 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 coming at me on the juggalo like he took too long, dude. Well, I fucking completed the bet. I dressed as a juggalo. I went to a concert as a juggalo. It's unbelievable. 
Is there like a juggalo commune where you could like live for a couple weeks, like as a juggalo, like infiltrate the jugglos, like be a juggalo? Like an FBI. Yeah, like you're, you're like undercover as a juggalo. I think we've already done that one. All right, let's yeah. let's let's examine some of these other ideas. I, I think community college, we're on the same wavelength. Not too sure about blowing somebody wearing a Russell Wilson jersey or pooping in a sock. But we're we have a head start. Although the blowing somebody be a lot quicker than going to class for three months. I'm just saying. Also, it would definitely help you understand gender. It would be yeah. like it'd be it'd be it would be a crash course in gender studies. Yeah. You're like, I don't identify as I just identify as losing a bet. There you go. And it could be a transsexual. Yeah. I feel like I got canceled for saying it could be a transsexual. I don't I don't know the rules. I don't know the rules. Uh, That's what the like, class would be for. The, yeah, exactly. This is why you should go to gender studies class. Yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for sticking around. Leave your calls. Leave your Reddit post. Joe will peruse them for me. Joe will put in more time into that than he has reading the rundown for seven and a half years. I mean, I always, I've always, I've always read, I've always dove in and out of the Reddit. And I, first of all, I read the rundown today. And second of all, sometimes it's best to not read the rundown so I can be, you know, I can react in the moment. No, no, it's all good. We don't need We don't need to, uh, what do they talk about the first 15 plays? You know, they script the first 15 plays. Yeah. Peyton sometimes was talking gotta, about that. For, sometimes you just got to get up to the line and start pointing and audible in at, at different things. And uh, I said it before, but I'll say it again. Honestly, Andy, you got to do it so we can talk about it on Monday, but dirt balls, the once upon a time in Queens is banana land. Okay. It's I'll, so fun. I'll check it out. All right, guys, that's going to be our show. Have a great week. And as always stay dirty. <laughs>